Today's guest on Babby's House is Daphne Harris Nicely. She is the executive founding director of the Morning Center. And today she'll share about how to impact a healthy pregnancy for both mother and baby. She'll also share her own personal story of her challenging pregnancies. We'll talk with Daphne Harris Nicely today here on Babby's House. Stay tuned. Babby's House is coming your way right now. Hello and welcome to Babby's House. I'm so happy that you've joined me today. My name is Babby Mason and I'm the host of the show. And I'm always blessed to be able to bring this great and encouraging show to you. You know, everything that we do is to the glory and the honor of God. And we also want it to be extremely uplifting and encouraging to you, our viewer. So we're glad that you tuned in today, all right? My conversation today is with Daphne Harris Nicely. And she is all about helping mother and baby have a healthy pregnancy, a healthy entrance into life, uh, a healthy environment for growth and encouragement. And she is the executive founding director of the Morning Center. And she is she knows personally what that means because she's had some challenging pregnancies. And you'll hear a little bit of her personal journey as well here today on Babby's House. We'll look forward to talking with Daphne today. I always love to open the show with encouraging music. And I love this song called How great is our God. No matter what it is you're facing, whatever challenge it is that you're going through, God is great. And I know and I believe he'll carry you through. Oh! 
Welcome back to Babby's House. I am privileged to introduce you to the founding executive director of the Atlanta Morning Center, Daphne Harris Nicely, and she will talk and share with us about the impact that the center is making on the lives of mothers-to-be and their babies. And so I want you to help me to welcome to Babby's House, Daphne Harris Nicely. I'm happy to see you again, my friend. Thank you. We met a few months ago yes. at, a, at a women's event where yes. I happened to have been the speaker mm -hmm. and the worship leader, and you were there. And just hearing a little bit of your story was just a phenomenal thing, and it just had to have you on the show. Thank you. So, yeah, so thank you for coming this way. So tell us about the Morning, the morning Center. How did it come about? Well, the Atlanta Morning Center provides Christ-centered prenatal care and underserved communities to underprivileged women, and we provide those services at no charge to them because we don't want there to be any stumbling block to them receiving the medical care that they desperately need during pregnancy. Also, the majority of women state that the reason they don't obtain prenatal care is because of a lack of transportation. So we place our clinics on church campuses in strategically located communities so that we're there where the need is. And part of the reason for having this type of ministry here in the state of Georgia is because we're ranked last in the nation for maternal mortality, and we mm. have been for several years. Uh, but in addition to maternal mortality, we also rank in the bottom 10 for low-risk C-sections, premature births, 
uh, low birth weight babies, neonatal mortality, and infant mortality. So those are just some startling statistics for maternal, uh, fetal pregnancy and infant health. So why did you feel compelled to start the Morning Center? Well, it actually started in Memphis, Tennessee and has been there for approximately six years. But the Lord has used everything that's happened in my life, my professional and personal experience to open my eyes to a desperate need for this type of ministry. And it's not where I thought I would be yet it is where I am right now. And prior to serving at uh, Atlanta Morning Center, I was executive director of a pregnancy center, and there I saw um, women coming in who were um, seeking counsel for pregnancy and to find out if they were pregnant. And in following up with so many of those women, I realized that oftentimes they don't obtain prenatal care and that can complicate the pregnancy and the delivery and compromise her health as well as the health of the baby. So for a ministry such as Atlanta Morning Center, there is a very desperate need for that. So talk to me about the impact that um, the, the center is up and running in, in Memphis yes. for six years. Yes. And uh, what kind of services do you provide? Oh, we're true prenatal care. We have um, our staff. Like is a all, doctor? And oh, absolutely. An OBGYN, as a matter of fact. Uh, RDMS sonographer, nurse practitioners, midwives. Uh, we also utilize um, the birth worker community for um, uh, providing support and encouragement for women, creating their birthing plans, as well as being there for that one-on-one -on -one support during labor and delivery. Mm. So. Talk to me about the women that you serve. Talk to me about, about the difference that this kind of service is making on their everyday lives. Oh my goodness. Uh, if a woman is coming to Atlanta Morning Center or even the Morning Center in Memphis, Tennessee, it is probably because she has a lack of support, most likely has um, a financial situation as well. So to have a group of believers come and walk alongside her to encourage her and also sharing the gospel is not only um, providing for her health care needs but her spiritual and emotional needs as well. So um, it's very encouraging and uplifting for her and it also is impacting the maternal health, the infant health and uh, the pregnancy health as well. So um, in the state of Georgia we, we can talk about that uh, because that's the state in which we live and you, you mentioned a whole lot of statistics about low birth rate and the availability of prenatal care and um, why is it that in in our state the the numbers are so high for women who don't receive prenatal care it's unconscionable uh, let me give you another startling statistic the u.s was ranked 30th of all developed nations for maternal mortality but in fact it changed and with the latest numbers um, we've moved. We're now ranked 46th and tied with Puerto Rico for maternal mortality. Wow. So this is an issue across our country, but for Georgia to be ranked last is just, it's unconscionable to me. Uh, part the reason of the, for that, yes. Part of the issue is when women do not obtain prenatal care, their chronic and ongoing health issues are not being managed properly and they can be exacerbated during pregnancy. And also things that might occur during pregnancy are not being addressed such as gestational diabetes, preeclampsia, pregnancy induced hypertension and things of that nature. 
And this also contributes to, after the, after the child is born, it also contributes to poverty, to uh, ongoing health challenges. Oh, yes. Yes. A lot of social determinants play into that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one of the, tell me one of the, if I'm correct in assuming that one of the reasons you're so compelled about helping women um, in their challenges with pregnancy, educating women, and uh, helping them to uh, and trying to impact, turn these statistics around, impact the lives of mothers-to-be, is you, you have a, a very personal journey with um, challenging pregnancies. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I'd be happy to. Thank you for asking. Uh, when I was a little girl, um, I thought I wanted to be um, a flight attendant, and that changed to a pilot. Uh, maybe I'd like to be a pilot, but then that changed to an astronaut, or I'll be a nurse, and that changed to a doctor. But the one thing that remained constant was that I wanted to be a mother. That was very important to me, and um, I wanted to have lots of children. And in fact, the Lord did give me many children, but not all of them are here with me. I have been pregnant 12 times, but 11 of those were miscarriages. Oh, my. And uh, the one child that the Lord allowed me to bring home was a high-risk pregnancy. And she and I both almost died multiple times, not just during the pregnancy itself, but even the delivery was difficult and afterwards as well. Uh, she uh, actually was the smallest baby that was released by um, a hospital in Southern California in 1995. And she came home at two pounds, 11 ounces. Wow, she, she was, came home that little. She was about this big. They used to call her my little burrito baby. Yes, absolutely. And how is she doing today? Oh, she's 24 and she's married. And she's taller than me. It feels like yesterday she was three years old, and now today she's 24. Oh, well, pr so. we praise God for that update. Yes, oh, absolutely, Amen. absolutely. So it is, it's very personal. And I had insurance, yet I still encountered many difficulties throughout my pregnancy and uh, issues that compromised my life and my health and that of my child as well. So it is a very, very personal issue to me. In the state of Georgia, can a woman get uh, health care if she can't afford it? Can she get help with, with prenatal care if she cannot afford it? Uh, yes, that is possible. But one statistic I did not share yet is that we're ranked 48th in the nation for uninsured women of childbearing age. So for women between the ages of 18 and 44, 19.4% of them are uninsured. And of that, statistically, they estimate that approximately 20% can't afford insurance and they don't qualify for Medicaid, so they're falling through the crack. Mm -hmm. And those are some of the women that we seek to serve because they can't afford insurance, don't qualify for Medicaid. And also, we have a large international community here in Metro Atlanta. And uh, people that come here as refugees do not qualify for Medicaid, so we're looking to uh, serve the sojourner, the foreigner, in that way as well, as we're commanded. So a lot of this is uh, due to uh, misinformation or not getting the right information, being uninformed. And what services do you all offer to help inform women of the prenatal care, uh, services that are available to them. What, talk to me about how you, in, how you educate women. Oh, absolutely. So there's a, a number of ways that we could educate. Uh, nutrition and fitness are two very important ways. Smoking prevention as well as smoking cessation. That's not only for the health of the mother, but for the health of the child as well. A woman that smokes 
um, is more likely to have a child that is low birth weight and that is also predisposed to SIDS or sudden infant death syndrome or they also have now sudden unidentified death syndrome with children as well. Um, also educating her on the importance of prenatal care and not just starting prenatal care but starting it early and being diligent to make all of your appointments because if you only come in the first trimester but miss trimesters two and three there's going to be an issue. And also, if you don't come early, there may be some things we need to address in that first trimester, early second trimester, that we don't catch until later. Wonderful. I'm talking today with Daphne Harris-Nicely. She is the executive director of the Morning Center, and she uh, understands the challenges as well as the responsibility to educate women to help them have a healthy pregnancy and um, understand, help them understand their uh, responsibility to raise a healthy baby. And when we come back, I want to talk about our spiritual responsibility. Absolutely. Um, about the, the call. You know, this is not just a, quote, a service, but it's a ministry as well. So we want to talk about uh, your take on that when we come back. So stick around after this break. We'll be right back with more of Babby's House. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Babby's House. I have been talking today with Daphne Harris-Nicely, and she is the executive director of the Morning Center. They are open in Memphis, Tennessee, and, and uh, planning to open up uh, services in the Atlanta, Georgia area, and their ministry is one that positively impacts, informs, educates, and serves women who are um, uh, to help women have a healthy baby. And this is so important. And I, I want to touch on the fact that this is not just a service, which is in and of itself a great uh, undertaking, but it is also a call. You feel the Lord has called you. Uh, you mentioned the phrase, for such a time as this. You mentioned that scripture verse. For such a time as this to help serve women and their children. Can you talk to me about the, you know, how God spoke to you and, and just compelled you to do this? Well, he speaks to all of us in any number of ways, and he speaks to us all the time. It's whether or not you recognize his voice. And if you're not used to listening for him, you won't hear it. Uh, James 1.27, serving widows and orphans, and I really believe that we are serving modern-day widows and orphans if we have an unmarried, a single woman who's pregnant. Uh, when mm -hmm. he's uh, telling us in uh, Genesis 1.27 that he created us in his image, the Imago Dei. And um, he values life. He values life so much that he gave his life for us and um, rescued us from death. And we're to do that as well. We're supposed to um, block the way, catch those that are stumbling or staggering to death. And that if we know that that is where they're headed and we do nothing, where does that leave us? Mm -hmm. Um, this is a ministry of reconciliation and restoration. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the church is responsible for that. We are the ministers of reconciliation and restoration. And this is a tremendous opportunity for the church to engage in what I believe is really God's heart. And that's life. He loves life. And so by placing our clinics on church campuses, 
we're able to utilize the body of Christ in ministry, whether it's providing childcare while she has her appointment, homework assistance, ESL or ESOL classes, parenting classes, couples counseling. How would this be if we place a, a clinic at your church, you're providing premarital counseling, they get married at your church, um, they feel that tug on their heart and they surrender their lives to the Lord and they get baptized in your church. Now that baby's being raised up in the fear and knowledge of the Lord. That's what we're looking for. Not just their physical life, but to impact their eternal life so that they may experience abundant life. Now I can imagine that there is a woman who is watching today. Um, she's, you know, realizing that she's gonna have a baby um, and she's not married, she doesn't have resources, she might not even have a family. Mm -hmm. And um, I can imagine that her heart might be consumed with fear. What would be your first w word of encouragement to her? That we love her and that we care about her and we're here for her to walk with her. Uh, we see Atlanta Morning Center as um, the next step in the pro-life ecosystem. So we partner with other organizations, churches primarily, um, adoption agencies, maternity homes, job training assistance, dressing for success, resume writing, fatherhood programs, lots of different organizations. And, and my vision would be that perhaps we give her financial counseling and help her create a budget and we're working with a program to get her into transitional housing and that at some point in the near future she's able to purchase her own home. We don't want to just stop at um, serving her pregnancy need, we want to be able to change the trajectory of her life, physically and spiritually. And the spiritual um, change and transformation only comes through this, the power of the Holy Spirit, and that's why we share the gospel as well. And how do we get more information? Well, our website is www.atlmc, as in Atlanta Morning Center, atlmc.org. Very good. Well, thank you for coming by Babby's house today. Oh, you're welcome. We are just thank so happy you. that you came this way. We appreciate you sitting down and allowing us to talk with you today. Thank you. My pleasure. Absolutely. It's been ours as well. Thank you. And it's always our privilege and our pleasure to speak with you here in Babby's house and, and, and bring encouraging guests like Daphne Harris nicely to you and inform you, encourage you, and even challenge you here on Babby's house. That's what it's all about. I want you to read out to me today, if you will, go to my website at babby.com, and there you'll see all kinds of wonderful resources, music, books, Bible studies, um, all kinds of resources to help encourage you in your faith walk with the Lord. You can also go, I invite you to go to uh, babbymasonradio.com. That is my internet radio station, and you can click on the Listen Live button and listen to beautiful music and encouraging words around the clock, wonderful programming uh, authors and, and uh, Bible study teachers whose names you would recognize, and just surf around the site, see what we offer, and as well as be encouraged by beautiful music and encouraging words. Well, the Lord bless you, and thank you for watching Babby's House today. I hope I'll see you again the next time we get together here in Babby's House. Until then, may the Lord bless you and yours real good.